0: What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. We're doing a fireside chat today. That's what we're doing. I feel like I need to just rant, and DeMarco's always going to let me rant. What's up, dude? How's it going? Living the dream, man. Dude, I was browsing the internet. That never ends well. (laughs) I found... This subreddit called The Collapse. And let me tell you, it is a delight. Really? It is. Oh, dude. So
1: I'm I'm looking this up as we speak.
0: Basically, it is this subreddit of people that are think a little bit like me, but. Maybe spend too long in the darkness. <laughs> and it's just about the collapse of society and ecosystems oh, and like means the little- things that
1: are happening in the world right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, um it's it's so interesting the coll- it's a dedicated place for thoughtful discussion about Got the it. state of the world as it stands and how we are coping this sub focuses on casual sometimes serious but always supportive conversations between people who are concerned about the collapse yeah. we regularly remove posts which are more suited for collapse support so yeah they, they're like they tell so you our
1: our slash collapse sh-
0: like you shouldn't spend too long lurking in this oh. in this universe.
1: I just know that this is, this would just crush me. I'm sure this is just all the shit I rant about on a daily.
0: Oh, dude, yes, for sure. Um I mean, I can I'll pull it up right now. Uh fossil fuel companies get 62 billion a year in implicit oh. subsidies. Uh economists report sea levels rise in the 20th century it was fast. Right. In 2000 years. Love it. <laughs> Uh, environment. Nearly half the U.S. is in a drought, and conditions are expected to grow worse. NOAA says. I don't know what NOAA stands for. Uh
1: National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, I believe. I
0: think you might be right. Let me look that up. Um,
1: uh, yes. Uh, what? Yes. National yeah. Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. So they're the weather, the the federal weather people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super super in double mutant covid variant discovered in India <laughs> oh, uh, uh America is running short of wood capitalism is a uh, planets cancer operate before it's too la- oh dude it's just craziness you know I mean there's probably- this is
1: this is oh god I yeah that's just you just i I love I love reading about how the only planet that we can survive on currently is just gonna be dead in 50 years it's great
0: oh dude yeah there was one I saw like uh Um, But another thing that I've kind of been paying attention to is – not too much. I don't want to get too deep into that, like for my own mental sake. It's like (laughs) what's going on with China? China and Canada, like if uh, I look at R Canada – when I say R, it's a subreddit. um, Yeah,
1: R slash Canada.
0: Evidently, they're – they were getting cozy with China, and and something happened to where they're like, "Fuck you!" Like, and, and I'm not 100 percent sure you can pull that up. Is that the but, the Canadian um,
1: subreddit was getting cozy with China, or this was the Canadian government? No,
0: no, 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 no. no. The 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 Canadian government. Ah, it was just okay. a, an article that was placed in there, and they they're they're kind of. Severing ties or sanctioning—I think I read today that we just finally sanctioned China for what they're doing to the Uyghur Muslims. <laughs> There's Good, Parliament it's about damn time. Uh, yeah, and but but I, was, I think I was reading a paper—I uh, cannot remember who wrote it—about they were their hypothesis was that there is no way to avert armed conflict because of the way China is structured and their authoritarian government. Yeah. That the only way that we're going to be able to like, stop it is through armed conflict, which
1: I don't know.
0: I'm totally on board with that. Oh dude. I'm, I'm
1: super. I, I wish like I'm, you know, I am podcast guy. I should know this. There was on Fox news. Uh, about two weeks ago, I saw someone and I looked up the book and if you gave me time, I can find this and put it in the show notes or look for it while we're talking. Um, a guy who was a former general that he's just written a book. Uh, let's see. Oh shit. He, I just, read this he just wrote a book that it comes out. It just came out and he was the co he's the, here it is 2034, uh, a novel of the next world war by Elliot Ackerman and James Admiral, uh, Stavridis is a former Navy naval general or former naval admiral that it's it's a Uh dramatization novel about basically about realistic things like kind of war gaming all these different things that would happen in the next like he think he thinks and a lot of other people in that realm think that that's kind of the flashpoint around 2034 where it's inevitable that you know, China has been building up their army for like ever and ever always planning to they want Taiwan because Taiwan is the only one that actively thumbs their nose at them that they're not a legitimate government. And that's also the seat of the that's where the Chinese government went when the the boxers killed everyone they left for mm-hmm. Taiwan um, and talking about that. And it's he go he went into depth in the interview about how the army doesn't like the army and the the military writ large doesn't like to talk about it, but they've been constantly wargaming these things every, uh, every interval, I think yearly or so about wargaming. Like what happens if China invades Taiwan? What happens if they go after Guam? What happens if they push this way? And it's, he basically says the same thing that there's no, the, there's no roads that don't lead to armed conflict, but it's it's caused the 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 navy and the army to rethink because, I mean, and they're not administration wise because they're strengthening our positions in all of the the uh, occupations that we still have all over the Middle East and Asia. Um, that we're stretched so thin. This is, I mean, it's just it's Rome. We are we're literally Rome right now. We're stretched so thin that if China decides to knock on our door, they can they they could crush us in a weekend when if we could pivot our defense our force to an actual defense force they couldn't do shit to us
0: well, I'm not I'm 100% sure on that I'm going to probably scare you with this next thing
1: yeah.
0: uh, did you know that China is set to have the largest navy in the world mm-hmm. like within the next year or two yep. and they that also have the largest shocked. air
1: force they've had the largest air force for quite a while um, That
0: shocked me and I think they have I, the I,
1: they have the ground for, the largest ground force by like a country mile
0: What what I'm curious to know about, though, like, where are they deployed at? Because, like, I know where we're deployed. Like, we've got, if you think about, like, in terms of um, battle-hardened, experienced soldiers and commanders, right, generals Mm -hmm. and whatnot, we've got – Quite a bit more than I would say the average like country, just because oh, yeah. we've been in a per- state of perpetual war for like 20, twenty twenty. We've been 20 in a state years, of perpetual war years. since
1: Vietnam. Essentially, I mean, pretty
0: much. But I mean, I'm so long sustained. I mean, these the, like a lot of the Afghanistan and Iraq. This is the small special forces guys in there. Um, but we've we've had a lot of experience. But where I mean, China's got to be deployed somewhere like fighting some sort of war. It's like we just don't know. I know about that it. I know, you know that the that Chinese
1: up. have been dumping, dumping money into Africa to build infrastructure as a means to potentially colonize Africa or annex it even. Um, and they sure. are actively literally building islands in the South China Sea and in the Pacific Ocean to Increase their land holdings so that they can have more defensive holdings. It's the same same shtick that the United States has done since the end of the Pacific campaign in World War Two, where we're just set up on every little island and a toll that we can. And like Guam has been ex- physically expanded since then. And that's the whole point of Guam is China.
0: Wait, wait, time the fuck out, bro. I did not know that they were building
1: artificial yeah. islands in the oh, South China Sea. Oh, yeah, they've China been doing that I... for a decade. <laughs> what? Yeah, they've been, like, literally wow. dredging, um, dredging land to create air bases, naval bases. Uh, let's see. Let me send you...
0: Oh, yeah. No, they definitely have China's island fortifications are challenged to international. This is fascinating. Because
1: if you look at you look at excuse me, if you look at World War. So World War Two is I always get in arguments with people whenever we speak about World War Two, because if you look at it from a kind of detached way, the European campaign was one of like necessity because Hitler was coming. He legit had a shot. And Europe was getting crushed. And so we had to go there to help. The Pacific, however, there's a lot of evidence to say that the United States had enough advance notice of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor that they let it happen as a means to enter the campaign. Because then all of these places that we took, we didn't leave. It was all about grabbing land and creating, you know, fortifying our positions. And for the past, you know, at least the past 20 years, probably more... If you look at, like, where all of our, especially in Asia and Southeast Asia, where all of our military installations are, they are all trying to surround China and Iran. For some reason, the United States is obsessed with Iran and has been since the Shah was deposed, which was our doing. Uh, and every every war has been, there's <clears throat> there's another another thing that I, I remember hearing, like, I heard this, like, 20 years ago, maybe when I was, like, 14. Um, It's called the Path to Persia, that it was a plan that was originally developed by the Brookings Institute that would eventually the United States would, whether they would manufacture or they would figure out ways to get involved in armed conflicts and occupying territory, eventually it was like a series of eight or nine countries all ending with eventually invading and overthrowing the government of Iran and installing a puppet dictatorship like we have done in Afghanistan, Iraq, Yemen, Libya, Syria. Uh, All of those places were all named all in that report. So this has been kind of in the cards. And I think they've been so concerned with the Middle East and with oil and mineral and drug trade that they've totally ignored China which is unbelievable because China is the only country that could do anything to us legitimately. Like they're, uh, if they decide to go a land war with us, g- good night. Like, uh, we better learn Mandarin soon.
0: <laughs> I don't, well, no, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure that your, it would be a good, it would be a, it's where we're, all right, I've got to choose my words carefully here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it would be a large, scale industrial conflict the likes of which we haven't seen since world war ii yeah with mask like like the casualty numbers would be absurd oh yeah and would be I, absurd. we've only gotten better at killing each other since since world war ii and the precision of the weapons and the technology that we have
1: now it would be absurd and from an anecdotal I mean, we, standpoint I'm sorry, from an anecdotal standpoint as well, given the last year of like a very fairly avoidable and defeatable pandemic, every single point has become a point of contention or a political point that if anything like the the likes of World War 2 happen again, we'd get steamrolled in a weekend because people couldn't work together. No,
0: I di- so I did I just I disagree with you there. I disagree I just I disagree with you there because we are one of our biggest strengths and biggest weaknesses is how emotional we are as a country. Mm-hmm. We're very, very emotional. And it's if you look at after after December 7th, after the Pearl Harbor attacks, or even more recently, 9/11, everything just stopped, and it was America, motherfucker. Now, now China is a uh, very authoritarian the state controls and rules everything so like their people don't have so what we would do how we would have to beat them we definitely do a war of hearts and minds right and mm-hmm. as well as like through uh military force right um there's enough people i think in china that do not like their government to where we could get them on our side that's how we we would. plus we have allies and whatnot yeah. now if, if Russia and Iran joined, I mean, then, then it'd basically be world war three. That's not a good
1: it's, thing. It's going to, it's going to eventually know. turn <laughs> into it. You know,
0: I but. don't know if we'd turn into, uh, I don't know if we survive that, like, I don't no. know if the planet survives that. But I mean, if we all signed like clauses, like no nukes, no one launches a nuke then maybe, but it's like a world war three would not be fun.
1: No. And I don't that's, know if I, mean, I think, I think too, thinking of it, like the allegory to world war two is an apt one because it would become a world war because of it all has to do with financial and trade interests. If the United States wants to fight China, we're going to have the entire Western world essentially. And then they'll pull out the same, you know, same mad hatters group of people and just like, you know, North Korea will want a peace, Russia will go in because fuck America You know, Iran will probably be involved somehow. You know, I bet we can get the Russians to flip, dude. I don't think so. I bet I bet bet we get the Russians to flip. I really do. I don't know. I I think it's going to depend. I think if 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 it becomes very obvious that China would be a threat to the world, period, then I think Russia would flip. But I think if Russia, Russia is—I mean, historically, Russia goes Russia's way. They don't care about anybody. It's only, however, however it affects their empire is all they care about.
0: I think that I think that they would see an opportunity that maybe they could manufacture some of the goods. Maybe. maybe that they would get more trade. I'm just saying. I think we could flip them.
1: Yeah, I, I it think depends. it all depends. You know, I I think like. China wouldn't wouldn't attempt a mass scale ground invasion because they would run into the same. Who was the? I can never remember the name of the general who was he was the the leader of the Japanese military during World War Two. He is quote was something along the lines of you know you would be crazy to invade America because behind every single great blade of grass there'd be a gun, which is true. Which is our our best strength is the fact that guns are so freely available it's, it's here.
0: It's Hideki to- you're thinking of Hideki Tojo, right? Yeah, is that I it? I believe so. I d- yeah, I yeah. believe he's the uh yeah, he was he uh, he was a prime minister but he was the head of the army. And then uh Isoroku Yamamoto, I believe is the admiral and the yes. head of the navy. Yeah, okay, it was it right.
1: was it was Yamamoto who said who that's his quote. There would be uh, you cannot invade the mainland United States. There would be a rifle behind every blade of grass.
0: Are you sure you pull that up? Yeah, uh, that we, is we, we're, we're talking, yeah. Yamamoto is one of my favorite uh, military historical. My figures. Uh, my grandfather my was favorites. on the.
1: He was my grandfather was an officer in the Marine Corps during World War II. He was on the boat that Yamamoto signed the peace the peace treaty with.
0: No, 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 no. no, Yamamoto didn't sign the peace. Yamamoto was shot down. You're thinking oh, of I'm, Hideki Tojo? Yeah, Tojo.
1: He was on with he was there with Tojo okay. and with the uh, the the emperor. I think was there as well. Yeah.
0: That's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's, these are all, these are all interesting things to think about. Cause I, I do like, I do kind of like, I used to spend way too much kind of time kind of war gaming, like what was going on looking into geopolitics. That's, mm-hmm. I don't have enough. I just kind of skim read and, and check things out now. Um, China does worry me though. I do not like, like how authoritarian they are and how much, They control their population. And and the trend all over the world
1: is authoritarian right now too.
0: There's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of, um, probably a lot of bad things that happened during COVID. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of ramifications that have happened that are not the best. I mean, Um, you can,
1: you can see that. Like the thing that I've noticed Risa. I mean, it's like, I think what's, what's, is now the the, the scope or this, the amount of times that I've seen it is just like it's always kind of been the, the, the kind of crackpot quote unquote crackpot thought since Biden won the Democratic nomination last fall that it was obvious that Kamala Harris was going to be the one who was setting the agenda and doing everything because Joe Biden is he's obviously in some sort of early state of Alzheimer's or dementia or something and he's not fully there. Did, did you see fault I did, did you see yeah. him fall down? Yeah, I did. Like, fuck, man, <sighs> that was crazy. And it's been I he, did laugh. Uh, yeah, and it was sad. <laughs> like, like uh, the thing that I've noticed, and I think it's just it's become the meme that just kind of like they're always taking pictures of him and Kamala Harris walking, or they're walking somewhere because it's obviously some brand manager was just like, we have to convey strength and action, and if we're in movement, then it shows we're doing something or something. But like, I have, I have legit maybe seen a handful of photos of joe biden doing anything in like an official capacity where he's alone it's always kamala harris is always right there and at least in my lifetime i can remember yeah for like a ceremonial signing or something mike pence or dick cheney might have been there or or biden would have been there for for obama but for the most part the the vice president is a largely ceremonial position who really doesn't do much and he's never around the president Kamala Harris is there, like everything they're doing, especially now that they're, they're kind of like, they turned heel like way faster than I expected to them. This is kind of what I thought was going to happen, but I thought they'd like play nice for a year and give people stuff. But like, they haven't even done three months and they're like, you know, they shut down the half the stuff they talked about, like in their campaign of like doing student debt forgiveness and the 15 hour minimum wage and things like that, that, I think it's just that's that's what scares me is because she is an authoritarian of like George Bush levels, Clinton levels, you know.
0: Well, dude, dude, we're, we're getting the the same exact. We're, I mean, if you think that there's a large difference between the Democratic and Republican Party, oh, you're nuts. We're getting not, the same yeah. thing. We're getting the old warhawks. Mm-hmm. We're get it's it's the same thing. <laughs> the I mean, literal old that. warhawks. You know, we're getting the old Warhawks, man. We're talking Halliburton. We're talking regime change, son. Uh, I don't uh. know, though. I don't know. I mean, to be to be 100% honest, I think that as a nation, it was good that Biden got elected. I think that everyone's, like, kind of calmed down. Um, But one thing that I um, was thinking as, like, it feels like, you know, COVID's kind of slowing down and things are – Getting more normal. Mm. One of the things I was saying, and I hate to say this, but I was like, "Are we ready for what's coming? Because we're no. coming back. The the shootings are going to start up again. <laughs> America and is healing. The, the <laughs> that's that is <laughs> Like and and well, there's been two. There's yeah, been two, there's and been I too. I found out about them at work. I don't watch news. Someone. It lights up the slack channel can you believe this i'm like oh, damn it now i've got to look it up um we're back we are back and now now instead of COVID, it's it's gun violence is is mm-hmm. trolling that you know it's 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 dominating the press and uh, speaking press about terms. gun
1: violence have did you see that there's uh it's sometime uh i'll find it uh, sometime in the we're next back. week uh, the feds are arguing a case to the Supreme Court that would allow the police to execute warrantless searches. Here it is. It's a Forbes article, uh, but it's everywhere you can find it. It's the cases, uh, Kenaglia versus storm or Strom, that they're mm-hmm. going to be arguing that the cops could enter your house and seize your guns without a warrant. If the police believe that you are a danger to yourself or to others to the community because they're arguing there's a whole story, oh. whole story in here about a, the, the, the first name, the Kenaglia, I think it is I'm probably pronouncing it wrong is the surname of a, a husband and wife that in 2015 got in an argument and it got dramatic. The dude like tried to prove a point. So he like, you know, he w- walked out of the room, got an, you know, an unloaded gun and put it on the table and was just like, put me out of my misery or some bullshit like that. Some stupid. And, it eventually escalated to the wife. You know, she they got in a fight. She stayed somewhere else for the night. She called the police to do a mental health wellness, uh, wellness check, and the police then escalated to eventually seizing his guns because the wife thought that it's some it's it's in the article. Um, the police never asked him if he was a danger or that they should take them, and they used a, they're trying to argue that they're using a clause in the Fourth Amendment. That was created 50 years ago called the community caretaking clause that argues that they can do it's it's supposed to be originally done for where is this it's in the article it was created the first the, the community uh, caretaking clause was created 50 years ago by the Supreme Court that was designed for cases involving impounding cars and highway safety on the grounds that the police are often called to car accidents to remove uh, nuisances like inoperable vehicles on public roads without a warrant. The police are trying to argue that they can use that clause because they thought that he was a danger to the community. So they didn't need a warrant. So the feds are literally arguing, trying to get that out. And it's like, I I don't, I don't know what's going on. I've kind of like kind of lost the plot a little bit, I guess, because it's now, like, this is just the same stuff that, like, Bush and Obama would do, were doing, which is not surprising to me necessarily, but, like, that's what we're focusing on is not doing kind of, like, making it more difficult for people who are legitimately mentally unstable from accessing weapons or just making it a little bit harder to get them, you know? I still think people should be able to have AR-15s, but, you know, maybe it's a little more difficult to pass a background check. But... I, I don't know what's going what what what's happening because i I can't imagine that these people are so myopic that they're ignoring what's going on in the world and just concerned well, dude, about dude. grabbing guns at home when like China's literally trying getting ready to invade everywhere
0: well it's not it's not only that though like that's just not gonna happen like, i don't even like even like i have a, a lot of friends that are gun tooting lunatics and I am one too, but it's just not gonna happen. Like, I just don't, I think it's impossible to, to, to like lose the for like the second amendment. I just, I don't think that's going to happen. Not in my lifetime. I don't, or, I don't that, know. Not something, that's the, that's, but here's the question. Who's going to take your guns? Someone with a gun is going to come to, no one's going to turn right. them over. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like, that's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: I, I don't, um, I don't know. i I, I used to be very firmly in that position. Where, you know, yeah, I, I am definitely in favor of gun rights and as liberal gun rights as we can have that are, you know, a balance of, you know, protecting, like making things safe and also, but more importantly, giving people the option to defend themselves. I don't, I generally don't know. Um, I'm sus on if the the cops would, I think the cops would go along with it, even though most police are of a very, like, fairly conservative persuasion. I think they would still do it.
0: Well, it's a little bit more power to them. Yeah, but the, the, that's the, okay. But it, that's the thing. That's an interesting thing. Like, okay, so we want to stop like police brutality and violence and whatnot. And like, you, but you're you're gonna trust the government to just take away oh, like yeah. that one, not one Trump card we all have? we oh, revolt. No, <laughs> I mean, armed!
1: I I don't. I can't trust. I don't trust the police at all, and I definitely don't trust the feds. Like, I'll I'll cut my local police some slack if they do okay, but. Uh, Yeah. I, I, the, the thing that worries me is that it's all the, all the kind of like your typical, like performative rainbow liberals that are pushing this agenda and have been, but they're the ones that were like, you know, would, and, and, and it's all the people that are like the high, the conservative types that are very gun rights. And then too the leftists, especially that come from more of a socialist background or especially people who understand community defense whether it's your, whatever your political or political orientation or whatever you want to claim the importance of protecting yourself. And I think those people are unfortunately becoming the minority because I think most people aren't tuned in enough to pay attention to the nuance of this. And they just see headlines and people are so easily manipulated by media, especially when the the media is so easily manipulated for the government as or by the government now
0: it's it's super interesting because i i agree with you because there's a lot of shit like god i can't believe i'm gonna say this but like i I mean there's just like we there's a lot of shit that we just ignore like we don't talk about like the like we like there's a there's a shooting but i mean if you're gonna focus on an even greater case it'd be like what's going on in the south side of chicago yeah you know fucking genocide maybe no one talks about that
1: which is entirely a creation of like gun law and drug law and justice system breakdown on every level it's a it's a situation created by our government and then also as a means to an end of you know continuing to carry out anti-minority uh operations that you know yeah jim crow didn't really end it just changed yeah, we're not.
0: Yeah, we're not fixing those problems. But it's 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 a complicated thing. There's like 17 billion oh, issues God, yeah. like that. We we just started off talking about how we're concerned about. I just I don't I don't even say that you. Can, I can't. I don't think you could even say chi- China rising. That was like I remember reading that when I was like in the second grade. No, they're yeah. fucking here. Like no, they're they, a world They've been power.
1: here. They've been here. They're for like a
0: they're like number two. They're like the number two power, and they're they're gunning for number one.
1: See, if you want to... this is why this is kind of China and the situation ABR, with China yeah. is kind. Of, I think China is the number one country and has been for kind of low key for about ten years and high key for about five. Um, and the situation. What makes
0: you say that they did? They-
1: well, as it plays in, did- you know, to to yeah. kind of call back to our our discussion about like you know gun confiscation and whatnot. The thing that makes me sus on this oh here let's break can you put headphones off on because i'm hearing um uh playback or echo i'm
0: not hearing any playback oh i can hear
1: it i can hear it through Um, your speaker
0: try try, i don't have headphones right now i'm going to mute my mic
1: okay that works i'll mute
0: it and then when i come back on
1: okay cool so to call back to what we were talking about with like gun confiscation and second amendment and the 4th amendment uh the thing that makes me so sus on that is definitely why China I think China is the number one power the United States as it is is really not a democracy because we don't we have this this perverse disgusting creation of capitalism that is not true capitalism it's become this corporatism Corporate fascism, essentially, where all your major companies control the government. Every major sector has every major company. They influence who runs the government, who writes the laws and all of that. And China has been the one that's been setting world policy for at least the last five years. You could probably make an argument for longer. They're the largest market for everything. They have the most people. They have them mo- up there. They're up there with the most money. They definitely have the most influence if like every filmmaker is making separate cuts of films to go to China just because the Chinese don't want to hear, you know, real things that they're doing. They want to censor that to, you know, keep their power. All these companies kowtow to them, you know, every, you know, every big tech company is in bed with the Chinese Communist Party to give access to all of their data, have control. Google lets them censor what's their search results. You know, I, I, China's, China's the one that's running everything. And I think part of the reason why I don't think that like it would go very well in terms of a world war or us, the United States having a war with China, because it's different. You know, World War II was more, was literally country versus country. This is now America isn't really a country in a sense. We're a collection of corporations trying to just milk every dollar out of everybody that we can. And they're the ones that are going to be the one that really make the decision. I think.
0: I don't know. I think. I think that that's potentially a little. That's it's a little too dark for me to <laughs> to agree with. I definitely. You do bring up a lot of interesting points. I also, I also want to bring this point up as well. If we did get in some sort of entanglement with China, which we already are. Yeah. Because right now they're hacking into, there was just a massive hack into, I'm not entirely sure. So you should Google this. Um, some corporation getting documents. I don't know. It could have even been um, just Google like Chinese uh, hack, Chinese hack.
1: Single group appears. So, this is an article from Wired. A single group appears to have infiltrated tens of thousands of Microsoft Exchange servers in an ongoing onslaught, and this is from the second of March this year or the fifth of March this that's year.
0: That's the one. I, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. So they're already they're already hacking into uh, our systems and sure. our servers, and and that's been going on. And I, I hope that we're doing the same things to them. So it would be, I mean. This would be a a different war in, in that regard, right? And I think that if something like that happened, because and I can't remember the book. My brain, I haven't been in a lot of sleep, but there was a book. So basically, when when two governments go to war, everything the constitution, all of it goes out of the window and it becomes because it's a fight for supremacy and a fight for survival and governments will do whatever they must to survive. And I think that, our government would be willing to sever ties with or make alliances stronger alliances maybe with corporate america that would exceed them to win because it is not in the interest of these corporations either that are no. in bed with our government to to lose they don't want that authoritarianism as well i don't know you know uh,
1: i don't know if i if that if i follow that because you know right now big tech is analogous to uh, somebody that like i've been just since for a while just screaming can we do just some sort of black magic to bring back Teddy Roosevelt to save the United States because we need a Teddy Roosevelt type figure to, to, to fix things to break this up because just like the big oil companies were controlled everything when Roosevelt was became president we have that now with literally every big tech and, and even big oil and the military industry it's even more it's like every sector I think it, big tech wants authoritarianism because big tech can profit from that because they, I mean, look, Facebook, Apple, Google, Microsoft, um, the backend people like, uh, who is that? Like sun and IBM and all the people that do the backend stuff. These people are all have been working with China and not like in a way that's like, okay, well we do it this way. So if you want to use our product, then you got to follow, you know, you got to follow these rules. No, they're, they're bending over backwards to do whatever they can to get China to give them money, including censoring, violating privacy. And then on, to, to go back to my my previous point, the way that everybody just... No one gives a shit about privacy law anymore. Nobody. Edward Snowden and Chelsea Manning did, in my opinion... One of the best things that anyone could have done for the United States government by blowing open all of that about how everybody would call people crackpots for saying that the NSA and the CIA and everybody were hacking all of our emails and our phones and listening and surveilling. And it'd be like, oh, ha ha, they're probably not. They're probably listening, tinfoil hat person. That's real. That's been going on, is continuing to go on. And that all goes back to the Patriot Act when the executive branch and the government and the and the and the in the legislative branch essentially abdicated all sense of authority to that in order to to do war action you have to have a declaration of war and how many quote wars have we had since there was a declaration of war the last technical war the united states was involved in was korea everything else has been a police action as a way no, to suffer not, nope. that
0: you're wrong there. Korea was was not a war. Oh, was it? it was a, it was a conflict. A conflict. Okay. So yeah, then it, it would have been a, World War
1: II then. It
0: was, yeah, it would yeah. Have, well yeah, I actually that's not true. I looked this up. It was we declared war on Afghanistan. Did we? Congress declared war on that. Afghanistan. No, we did Google that. I want to make sure I'm not full of shit. But um we declared war on that one went through Congress. I don't think Korea did. And I'm pretty sure that v-
1: Vietnam Vietnam was a police action. I know that for sure. It was a police action. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Declarations of war. You have the war of 1812, the Mexican American war, Spanish American war, world war one, world war two, undeclared wars, military engagements authorized by Congress, the quasi war with France in 1798, the first Barbary war, second Barbary war, uh, all the way through Vietnam, Laotian civil war, Uh, The what is this multinational force in Libya or Lebanon in 84 Persian Gulf War, the war on terror, the Iraq War, uh, military engagements authorized by the UN Security Council funded by Congress, the Korean War, Bosnian War, Persian Gulf War, uh, Libyan Civil War, the Haitian coup. So everything else has technically been an undeclared conflict or just a military engagement. So not Ooh. technically a war. Interesting. Which is something Ron Paul has always talked about and he's very much right about. Oh dude, we're, we are
0: not going to go. This is podcast will not turn into a Ron Paul stand. Yeah. Paul.
1: We're just going to Ron Listen. Paul stand now. Because you know that I'll go there with you.
0: I I would agree with you, though. I think we definitely need a strong figure uh, as president. But I mean, it's just not gonna happen, dude. It's not gonna happen. They're gonna get robbed. There's the the Democratic Party owes too too many favors to too many corporations. The Republican Party might be fucking done forever. Libertarian Party, which we're both members of, it's just we're not going to get our shit together. We're we're too weirds, too many weirdos in this party to like ever organize. I think you're giving duty.
1: the Democrats too much credit, given how they've acted in the past year, four years really. They. I think they're too locked in to beat the Republicans, Trump, orange man, bad, orange man, bad, to the point now they have total, complete control. They can do whatever they want. They have a super majority with in the Senate and they have enough of a majority in the House or they have a tie breaking majority in the Senate and they have a majority in the House. They can do whatever they want, but they keep like, you know, they talked about like uh, unemployment. The Democrats wanted to do uh, four hundred dollars a week extra unemployment through the end of september i believe and they negotiated with the republicans to do 300 a week plus or 300 a week till the end of august or early september and then not a single republican voted for it so it's like who who are, who are you negotiating with with what fucking money like, i that's, mean where are <laughs> here's but here's the other where- thing if we don't know this by now money is fake it's all fake the Robin Hood thing with GameStop proved that the way the the feds can you know we're so the Republicans are so concerned about debt until they find a country in the Middle East that has some sort of mineral or asset that they can take and then suddenly like they give Halliburton 20 billion dollars to go do whatever the hell they want you know it, I I don't I think the notion of worrying about the United States debt is I think it's I think it's a red herring because The the money is just being poured into the military and just in subsidies to everybody, whoever's got a connected friend. Like, look at the look at the covid bill. There was some statistic that I saw that. So the total the most recent one total thing was one point nine trillion dollars. Right. If the entire one point nine trillion dollars was given directly to the United States, every single man, woman and child could have gotten something like 20 or twenty five thousand dollars that would have made an enormous difference to the country and an unbelievable difference to the economy. Only $900 billion of that went to direct relief to people. Everything else was a corporate handout or some of like, just like the last one of like sending money to some, some random country to do some random thing that we have no business being involved in, you know?
0: So that's, I mean, it's interesting because we're, we there is definitely a need, unfortunately, to be a geopolitical power player. Like we've already acknowledged that we don't want we I would prefer us to be number one and set policies than to be at the mercy of a country like China. So I think it is important to invest. Like I want us to build up our navy. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to be behind. I, I, I just, I don't want that. I don't want yeah. to lose naval supremacy. So I think that that's important. Uh, and I don't know, like I, I, as I grow older, this is tough. Cause I'm by, I love the idea of being an isolationist.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think it's right. beautiful.
0: I, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing, but I think that the reality is is that we're not,
1: no, I here. mean, as connected as the world is, you can't. You can be an isolationist, maybe politically, but economically, you have to be a world marketplace.
0: We have to trade. Yeah, but we also need to manufacture stuff here. So, I, I as as far as the military industrial complex, like I, I'm not a fan, but like we need that shit.
1: Well, see, the thing we is, need is we need, bit. we need, we need a military. We need to have the strongest defensive military force in the world. And as it stands now, even though our military is more leaning towards an an, um, occupation force, an attack force, and not a defense force, we still have the best defensive military in human history by a long shot. You know, and the problem problem is corruption and the fact that like you don't like no one believes that fucking Halliburton is getting paid, you know, $20,000 for a toilet seat. They're doing other things with that money on whatever black projects or they're embezzling them. Or like the former head of the Israeli Space Agency says, the United States has had, been having contact with an intergalactic, interplanetary federation of species for years. They ha- and they have a treaty with them to allow the aliens to test people and fuck around with people.
0: Dude, that would be, if that was true, I would be so happy. I would be, I want to know. Yeah, I, I definitely would
1: like to know as well. I
0: love that you brought this back to aliens. It's always, listen,
1: it's, we're getting it's all about aliens, Rick.
0: Dude, it all is. I I just, I hope that's, I've read that, dude. I was so pumped. I don't, isn't that guy old? He's retired. He just doesn't He's give retired, a fuck. Sure. He's like, this is why I'm telling you. Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. Well, there was, there was I, another I guy, was a cruel.
1: Canadian guy, doing the same thing from the Canadian State Department probably over the last like five years saying very similar things to that. Like, I used to be kind of sus on aliens. Like, yeah, maybe maybe but like just the multitude of things happening and i think the most telling thing is there's been all these official official united states government military releases press releases info dumps over the past year or so of big stuff like essentially confirming yeah ufos are real we have no idea what they are here's a bunch of them we'll tell you more later and then all this stuff everything's starting to kind of like corroborate
0: yeah. I mean, even the, it, Snowden was asked that question. He's like, dude, that's the first thing I looked for. Oh, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I looked, for, I looked. yeah, I watched an interview. He was like, that is the first thing I looked for was proof of aliens like that. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find these. So I looked hard. I couldn't find any. It's like, damn it. Uh, I didn't mean he would, he would tell us. What, oh, yeah. what, what does he have? He lives in Russia. Um and I was I was kind of hoping Trump would pardon him, man, so he could come home. But we probably he probably gave up a lot of information to the Russians, man.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I think it's yeah. at that point it's kind of petty bullshit. like, what are you gonna do? I I don't know. I think if I think if you're a president, yeah, sure, whatever. He gave away stuff, but he proved like quantifiably proved with a lot of receipts that the federal government was violating the Fourth Amendment in the biggest way that it ever has, and everybody largely was just kind of like. All right, whatever. It, it it just kind of blows my mind that just no one cares about that and no one thinks of the implications that, of it. Dude, I
0: that's what I was just going to say. Like how does no one like that I guess that's where you and I like are kind of aligned, right? We're kind of we we understand it's we we'll, we'll bring it back to the gun debate. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like there's some fucked up things that are happening, but it's like I I still don't want to give up that no. right because we're paranoid and we do not trust the government like i hate the government oh, i yeah. mean they're so inefficient in pretty much everything that they do everything they touch turns to trash <laughs> yeah. and it's like, if you even look at our local government if you look at portland have like, you been to a government website
1: in the past 10 years they look like their geo websites from 1996
0: it's that we can't even figure out what to do with it. We can't even f- solve the homeless problem. Like nothing's getting done. It's getting worse. It's yeah. so bad. Like, wh- and, and to just and they all they, they make all these laws and they hamstring people. Now, I'm I'm not saying you don't need them. You you no. definitely need them because you like don't need I think
1: unnecessary as, ones. I feel like as far yeah we got to just
0: trim the fat. I don't know, man. There's it's a mess. Well, see, I think it's there's a lot.
1: Matter. There's a lot of. And, you know, and I, I run in circles that I I don't know what I consider myself anymore because I used to consider myself solely a libertarian, but I've been around libertarian types enough that a lot of them I'm good with, like the social libertarians and the, the types like that that are concerned with, like, you know, freedom and... Economic freedom, personal freedom, but then there's a big sect of them that are just totally fine with mega corporations and corporations in general having large market shares because it's the free market; it will do what it wants. When it's like, yeah, but what's the difference between a mega corporation and a government? There really isn't one. One is just, you know, isn't coy about the fact that it's just a money-making machine, you know. Um, and I, I tend to, I run a lot with people that are more left, like say socialist Marxist or just more liberal. And there's a lot of crossover, not so much with, you know, say like centrist liberal types, but there's a lot of crossover with say people who are Marxist and people who are socialist and people who are libertarian and more conservative right wing. Because like I said earlier, they understand what it means to have guns, like to protect yourself, to ensure that the state doesn't hold the monopoly on violence. That you can defend yourself, you can prevent things from happening. And largely, the only people I see concerned with, like, you know, privacy rights and stuff are people who are more, say, democratic socialist type people, like, say, Bernie Sanders, or like even people who are Marxists that I know, or people who are libertarian.
0: I would agree. Like, the fact that you just want to forfeit that and let the state have a monopoly on violence is insane to me yeah it's absolutely insane and i just i'll take freedom over security any day
1: yeah and it's that's like i really i, I have that, nothing to hide but you bet your ass i ain't telling you shit what what's in it yeah man. mama ain't raised no Isn't snitch it? like they yeah they're and that's that's another thing we always
0: want to fucking snitch on people now. what yeah that that's a, that's snitch, a thing
1: bro that's the thing what ha- what happened to snitches get stitches like i ain't i ain't snitching even you know unless my unless somebody i know that's a good friend is like doing something real horrible like real horrible immoral unethical yeah to to protect people sure but if it's fucking like my dudes you know Growing weed in his basement and selling it. What the fuck? If I care, go go make your paper, dude. I ain't snitching, you know.
0: Not snitching either. We're all a bunch of rats now. Everyone, you know, someone cuts you in line, you put it on social media mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Just Put people on it's, blast. It's all crazy. The time. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I spent maybe I spent too much time on the collapse, people. Maybe yeah, <laughs> I spent too much time on the collapse. I'm all negative now. I'm all dark. Ah, just, it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard
1: not to, to be honest. Like I'm a very, like, you know, me, you've known me for a while. I'm a very like happy, generally upbeat, positive person or try to be at least. But like with this and like, you know, the collapse is a perfect example. Like, look at all this shit. Like you daily news about like, you know, the government trying to like enter your home without a warrant and giving the cops carte blanche to do what they want. In practically every situation, the cops can legally steal from you. You have no recourse. The government can legally take your property and your land. You have no recourse. Corporations can do whatever they want. They have no recourse. They don't even pay taxes, you know? It's like, and then you see the stuff about, like, you know, world politics and then environmental things about how the earth is basically going to be, like, what what what's the figure? It's like we're 30 years from runaway uh global warming where it's just basically we're we've crossed the rubicon there's no going back that the planet will be dead within two generations or something like that um it's it's hard not to be a little bit like nihilistic about this stuff when it's just like yeah man this all sucks but what the fuck can i do about it you know i don't
0: think you can do anything <laughs> unfortunately I think you no. Well, I really do believe that you need to be because every time I end up going down this road, you really have to be the change you want to see in this world. Sometimes I fucking pick up trash on this. That oh god! Now we're going back to negative town. Right now, I went on several hikes, and you know what? We are going to have a serious problem because I picked up like I'm not. I'm going to start taking pictures. Five fucking masks. Oh, they're everywhere just thrown on the side of the trail Mm -hmm. and i'm just like are you kidding me yeah like that's the next big they're gonna be there's gonna be these fucking masks everywhere
1: well like a symptom of that is like i don't know if you've you don't you're not really into computers or gaming that much so i assume you probably don't follow it but since you know for off and on for the past five years or so there have been up and down markets for graphics cards because graphics gpus are used as the processing units to do cryptocurrency uh calculation mining stuff like to to do blockchain problems and for the past year and it's really like right now there's no end to it the graphics card market has been destroyed that like 43 three and four year old graphics cards are going for like twice what they did msrp when they were new and AMD and Nvidia, which are really the only two companies that make graphics cards, keep releasing new cards, but they're instantly out of stock because people with uh, mining people with bots or scalpers buy everything and triple the price. And then, you know, they say their drivers are unlockable and they're not. People have already hacked them. They're basically just making single-use disposable gpus when in reality you could make a gpu i could use it for four years sell it on because i need something stronger and someone else could buy it and keep using it but they're just making these single-use ones that are just like burn and dump that they're like the amount of like waste going into the planet from this is going to be like bad like like as cool as crypto is because it's decentralized the government can't do stuff about it and as like interesting a concept as nft non-fungible tokens are for artwork i don't i like nft is something that i've been very sus on since it started because like yeah it could be a good way for me to make money as an artist but i don't want my artistic legacy and my life's survival money-wise to come from the amount of environmental damage that's going in to create this so stuff.
0: that's that's i'm so glad you explained that to me because i didn't i got bored <laughs> when, um, I, was, I was on twitter and dan carlin's like Maybe I'll make an NFT of a, a hardcore history NFT. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Dude, that would sell for so much money." And then, like later on in the thread, people are like it causes so much damage to the environment. why is everyone attacking my boy Dan Carlin?
1: Yeah, I mean, when and you, that's
0: what it's that's what they're referring to. Yeah, when well, when it, you find
1: out about it, like the amount of energy that's needed, like the people that really seriously mine. Uh, stuff like bitcoin and ethereum they have farms of just hundreds of graphics cards that are sitting on racks that are just with like a couple mining boxes connected to them just running through these calculations
0: well can you can you recycle those things though like is there a way to recycle them
1: kind of but not fully you can like, and it's, How, and it's a fairly, it's a fairly laborious process to do it that isn't really environmentally friendly. There's, there's a lot of waste in it and there's a lot of like byproduct that's toxic just to get back the gold and what copper you- and stuff.
0: Well, I mean, there's that. I'm what I'm just saying. I'm just trying to think of. A, I'm always thinking about businesses. So, like, sure. how do you make a business to get rich off of e-waste and whatnot? Also, on the uh, let's continue with the misery of this. St- <laughs> sorry, guys, this is normally a more upbeat podcast. But <laughs> welcome to the sad you know show what? with I mean, your hosts Rick and John. In the in the show notes, we or the title we need to put uh, on this week. Rick takes a turn for the worst. It gets dark. <laughs> we we waste forty million tons of food a year
1: yeah and the the majority of
0: food waste with americans discarding nearly 40 million tons of food every year that's 80 billion pounds of food the majority (laughs) of it too
1: is just stuff that's totally edible and perfectly fine but it just looks not perfect
0: yeah but there's good i mean on the bright side there's companies such as uh, imperfect produce and whatnot that uh have have kind of remedied that. i had that sure. i did i had that business idea when i was in college too i maybe, mean props maybe. to fred
1: meyer they have the dollar shelf in the veg in the in the, <laughs> the produce section that's just like here's some apples that are maybe only good for another week here's five of them for a dollar here's some here's some carrots that look a little goofy you know they're still fucking carrots you know um I You know, it, it's hard. It's yeah. like you said, it, it's, it's, it's hard not to be just down about this stuff because it's like, I, I have these conversations with my parents and they're just like, you got to be positive. You got to be positive. I'm like, you know, in my personal life, I'm very positive. I think like my, f- my life, my family, my friends, all my people, I think we're going up, but collectively as a society, unfortunately, because we live in a society, uh, it's going down and has, you know, has, and is only accelerating, it feels like.
0: I think a big part of it is inheritance. Like, as a nation, as a people, like, we inherited, like, a, a country full of vast wealth that was was carved out by... All these amazing people. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah We've was, done some fucked up. So it things. was a lot, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of wealth stolen from a lot of people I, I, as well. I
0: understand. I understand. It doesn't matter. That's beside. We inherited this amazing place, and I think that that kind of like that inheritance, that entitlement, is something that we have in our society. And it's like we don't want to work for shit. We we work for five minutes on something and we quit or give up like and i've said this like the belief i'll say it a billion times i think the belief in self like i don't think that the american dream is dead i think that the belief in self is dead and i don't know why that is yeah and it makes me sad i think that a lot of people figure it out but there's so many ways to make money there's just so much opportunity here it's insane and we only focus on the bad and i wish that we I wish that our news would stop trying to divide us. I wish that they would. I, I just wish that there was a change in that 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 they wouldn't just start being fear mongering, and div- divisive, and so we can really get back to like figuring out how to rebuild our infrastructure, which which is crumbling oh, by yeah. the way.
1: Like <laughs> say what you will about Biden, like, Biden. he's allegedly there. What are they? They're saying that there's like a three trillion dollar infrastructure thing they're talking about doing. Biden. Yeah. God
0: damn it, Biden. If you fucking rebuild the infrastructure in this nation, bro, I don't think it's dog. like
1: I don't think it's like thinking like that, like rebuilding roads and bridges and buildings and stuff like that. I know that part Poor of it they kid. I think they said part of it was supposed to be universal like uh pre K and childcare for people, which you know, is something that needs to happen, but like I'm not a hundred percent sure I trust the government with my kid. I don't trust them with me. Like, <laughs> you know. Uh,
0: you know, the more the older I get, I'm and you know. Outside of me potentially think I probably shouldn't have kids. I just had this conversation with my partner yesterday. And mm. I was like, I don't know. Should we just bring I mean, I've been in like a, a weird mood? Um <laughs> should we even do it? Fuck it. Um I don't th- I think I would probably I think I might go the if I had kids, I think I would go maybe the private school route. And I hate to say that. I just I really do. I, I think have, that
1: I have every intention that if if I can, if it is feasible. I want to homeschool my children. I don't trust. I've I've been to public school. It's a shit show and a joke. I, I my my kids would get it. I basically schooled myself through high school, and most of middle school. I can I can help my kid and hire tutors to do math and science. You know,
0: it's I mean that might not be a bad play. I, I either a private school or something like that. But I, I definitely think let's you know what instead of talking about what's wrong, let's 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 brainstorm some ideas to fix it. All right, let's, uh, let's start with the infrastructure. I have an idea. I've thought about this so we can all be, and this is insane. It wouldn't work. And <laughs> before I say it, what a brilliant idea. I say it there, there would be a lot of suicides. So I'm just okay. going to lead with that, okay? At the age of 18, every kid. If you're from the East Coast, you're shipped to the West Coast. If you're from the West Coast, you go from so you're gonna you're gonna go to different regions of the country and you're gonna work. Isn't that you're gonna, what they did after get...
1: the Great Depression? Sort of.
0: I have no idea, but it's it's served two years of mandatory service for your country, right? You or you can go military, which also like this doesn't I don't know how we do this. It's just an idea. So you've got now you've got you're mixing with people from different parts of the country, different regions, different look, different types of people. So hopefully you grow as a person. Um, I think what you're talking about is basically
1: the the works progress administration from the New Deal.
0: Yeah, that's what's going on. But you got to be 18 and, and you can stay in there, but you get a job, you get paid and you can use that money to either start a business or go to college. But everyone has to do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Every citizen, rich, poor, black, white, purple, in all colors not listed, you're doing it. Gay, straight, you're doing it. And I think that that would get people, would open up people's eyes. It would give people. You, you're we're teaching them skills, how to weld, how to build shit. How we're we're sending them to the south side, just clean that up. I don't I don't know, but we're 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 doing we're we're redoing roads and shit like it, and that's what we're doing. And you, you're probably not going to make a lot of money, but your first two years of college are free after this, or you're paid I for whatever. Should just,
1: should, that should be your your college. That should be like a GI bill. You get college or get yeah, whatever I mean, equivalent. potentially.
0: So that that way, there we kind of realize we get everyone outside of their bubble, and we realize we're in this together. We're, we're, we're there's a lot of moving parts. Like I'm from I'm from New Mexico, and now I'm in Louisiana rebuilding the nation you know that's what we're doing mm-hmm. and i think that that would go a long ways uh, but i still again i think there'd be a lot of suicides there'd be a lot <laughs> of kids that were terrified because you're just ripping them out you they're they're cutting the
1: court i don't know how that would work uh i'd be pretty personally I I pretty pretty sus on it uh because it's like what what are the interests who's who's deciding where to do all this work who's getting the money you know, I'm too. Yeah. I'm too old. You know, cynical, crazy man in the woods with a gun to to trust. Like, you know, the feds are going to be like, yeah, go build a road and be like, hey, who's benefiting from this? Am I? Because I'm not. This is true. You know.
0: What I'm well, society benefits from this. Um, and you bring up a good. Po- every everything the government does touch turns to shit so i don't know and this would probably have to be this would be i don't I think it's impossible it's a bad idea but it's all i got I, so
1: yeah and i and i kind of like i'm i don't know i don't, this is another reason why i feel like i have no i cl- no clue where i like i like a social libertarian i guess because it's like i definitely don't think the government running the roads works cause the roads kind of suck most places, but I sure shit don't think privatizing them is going to be any good. Cause then you're just going to have some company just sucking everything they can out of you instead of some, you know, dude on a motorcycle, giving you a speeding ticket for going five over the limit. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. If there is a solution genuinely, you know, at this point, like the system is so, so intertwined, so complex and it, every single level seems like it's, unbelievably corrupt that I genuinely don't see any scenario that isn't uh like collapse of the United States like whether you want to call that we fall back into another like a a a different different level of country or if the country physically breaks up into separate regional states or what I, I we're there's you know it's pretty cyclical that most empires are at their height for around 200 or around for 200 years or so and then they collapse and they something else changes and, and we're kind of like the situation with us and China is very analogous to Rome and Carthage
0: we just got to figure out which one we are Rome or are we Carthage
1: pretty sure I we're Carthage say we're Rome. I think we're Carthage fuck
0: that dude no way dude uh, we're Rome for sure
1: well, either way, it doesn't end well. Either we get so fat and bloated that we all drink ourselves to death, while you know dudes on elephants roll in and kill us, or we're a brilliant, powerful country that's incredible engineers and inventors, and and then another country just steamrolls us and takes our inventions and claims them as their own.
0: Uh, what are you ta- What are you ta- What are you talking about right now? That made no sense. Are what you mean, What are you referring to?
1: Well, Rome, Rome, Romans
0: didn't get steamrolled.
1: No, they collapsed. They they overexpanded in the well, Roman I mean, Empire. In the Roman Empire collapsed and changed into regional states, regional empires. The Western Roman Empire, the Eastern Roman Empire, the Holy Roman well, Empire. Then we would
0: be the Eastern. Then we would be the Eastern Roman Roman Empire. But when it comes
1: when it comes to Carthage, Carthage was a very powerful, very innovative, and technologically advanced for the time society that Rome defeated militarily and took a lot of their technology and and, and engineering and integrated it and basically claimed it as their own. Like a lot of Roman engineering was Carthaginian engineering. And it kind of, I always look at that analogous as like China is Rome. They're growing, they're becoming bigger. They're kind of taking everybody's stuff and the United States and Western Europe and a lot of, a lot of other countries around the world have done all of these things to kind of invent the modern world. And China's just kind of like, well, it's our modern world now. They've, they've
0: stolen a lot of shit. That's a good analogy. I actually did not, I was unaware. I'm going to look this up because I think you're half full of shit, but I did not <laughs> know that they would. They, I mean, but we could talk about one of the, one of these days. we got to just do a historical Paul po- podcast and talk shop about history because you're also a history nut, mm-hmm. but Hannibal's campaign in Rome is a masterpiece. It was just, it's one of my favorite things to read about um but anyways and that's all we got time for today the too depressing (laughs) we've been too depressing today this has not been a typical show um i leave for vacation and i am i'm ready i'm ready to go i'm ready to go get some sun in the desert drink some beers and then get back on the grind i take a little little hiatus from writing on the church of the chubby i'll be back at that on uh march 31st so stay tuned folks i'm still here i'm still alive there
1: you go yeah i'm uh all I'm, right i'm leaving going next week going for a few days to a uh, cabin in the woods to just be alone for a while <laughs> for a few days Yeah, we need
0: vacations i think that's what it is we need vacations folks mm-hmm. i'm sorry to be a negative nancy but be the change you want to see in this room love you guys thanks for listening
1: this has been the bummer cast